Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio, your home for discussion and analysis of Cincinnati Reds baseball all year long. Now here's your host, Chad Dotson. Hello everyone, welcome back to Red Leg Nation Radio. This is Chad Dotson, joining me this week for an emergency edition of the podcast to discuss breaking news in Red Leg Nation. Your friend and mine, back from his vacation, Jason Linden. How are you today, Jason? I am splendiferous, Chad, as always. That's really surprising, uh, given what we're here to talk about, which is Nick Senzel. You've heard of Nick Senzel, I I presume. Yeah, that name rings a bell. (laughs) Yeah, he's uh, the best prospect in the Reds organization, and uh, I've been beating the drum. Jason has as well to have him in Cincinnati all season long. Well, uh, you were there at the game the other night, and you can describe what you saw. But Nick Senzel left the left the game early in Louisville, playing for the Triple A Louisville Bats, not the Cincinnati Reds. And uh, t- he's, as it turns out, he's going to undergo season-ending surgery to repair a torn tendon in his right index finger. Now you were there, but it didn't look like much, as I understand it, when it happened. Is that right? No. Yeah, I think the play. The understanding is that, that in the top of the first, there was a four-three put out and. He just fielded the ball, you know, kind of awkwardly, as as players will do from time to time. And I guess, you know, it caught him weird in a finger and he tore a tendon. I mean, you know, it's one of those things that happens. Um, I did get to talk to Bats manager uh, Dick Schofield last night. Um, And I, you know, I didn't expect that there were supposed to be any long-term consequences, but I asked. Um, I didn't write it up last night because I knew we were going to talk today. And he said that now there's no, you know, they don't expect any long-term consequences. He said if it were not a professional athlete, they probably would just splint it and let it heal. But, you know, since he's supposed to use that finger for the next 15 years to do his job, um, they, uh, they're they going to do surgery. Um, so it's just, it's a thing that happened. It could happen to anybody at any time. And uh, it certainly is unfortunate that it happened while the top prospect was in the minor leagues. Yeah, and I think that that is an important thing to note from the outset, which is that according to what everyone is saying, it's not a long-term thing. It's not something that should linger, and it's something that they think that he can be ready maybe even for uh, the Fall League uh, this year, Arizona Fall League. So that's fine, except that let me just tell you what bothers me most about this. And, yeah, we've been clamoring for Senzel to be uh, called up to the Reds all season long. You know, uh, this uh, this sort of screws up uh, his chance of contributing to uh, the Reds and getting a little bit of Major League experience this year. But what really bothers me more than anything is we've got a kid who's, you know, I think still 22 years old. 22 years old, and he's one of the top prospects in baseball, clearly a good enough baseball player to be playing in the Major Leagues. And now because of uh, this injury that's going to end his season, he's having an entire career, of uh, entire season of his career ripped away from him. And I just feel bad for the kid. I mean, he was certainly going to make his major league debut at some point this year, probably not until September, the way the Reds were, uh, were doing things. And I've got plenty of problems with that, which we can discuss, but, and we have discussed, but it just, it sort of breaks my heart that this kid, who's done nothing but, uh, you know, work and do everything that's been asked of him, and he's having a, a full season, basically, of his uh, of his life taken away from him. It, that, that hurts. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I don't, I don't like it. You know, I've kind of always been in this camp, but this year I think, as you know, I've sort of strongly landed in the I don't 
want to hear about team control. I don't want to hear about owners or whatever making money or saving money. I don't care. I just want to see the best players on the field. And Nick Senzel has pretty clearly been deserving of a starting spot on the Cincinnati Reds roster all season long. Yeah, there's no question. There's no question in my mind. And we sort of held our nose and uh, when they didn't call him at the beginning of the season, like, all right, they're trying to get that extra year control. Yeah, I, I can see how that makes some business sense, but it's only a couple weeks. Didn't like it, but didn't complain too loudly. Uh, then Suarez gets hurt and they don't bring him up. And then uh, he gets has the vertigo thing in AAA, comes back, not just comes back uh, healthy from that, comes back ablaze. I mean, he's been incredible down there. He should have been starting in Cincinnati for the last, you know, three weeks at least. And uh, and now he's not going get to pl- get to, you know, play in the big leagues at all this year. Just, it's very frustrating. Yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely frustrating. And it has to be frustrating for him too. I mean, yo, it's gotta be, I mean, what a rough season for him, right? Yeah, and and he's 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 I mean, he, he knew I mean he knew he was going to be called up at some point this year. Everybody did, um, and instead he's not. And that's I mean it's just way worse for Nick Senzel than it is for any of us for sure. Exactly. We complain and we talk about all the ways that this is awful for the Reds and everything. But man, that's the first thing that goes through my mind, and the thing that keeps coming back to me is here's a kid who uh, his dream was getting ready to happen this year. And the Reds have uh, delayed that dream for, uh, I don't know, reasons. Um, and now this happens, and it's not going to happen until next year. So, that, that again, we keep harping on that, but it just keeps coming back to me. This this guy just had this right in front of him. I'm sure he's frustrated that he wasn't in Cincinnati already. He was destroying the ball in Louisville. No question he's one of the, you know, probably four, at least, I would say, four best hitters in the entire organization. That's what I say. And yet he's languishing in Louisville. Is that going to be the name of your uh, autobiography, Jason? Languishing in Louisville? Could be. Could be. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let, let's talk about all the, th- you know, we've uh, we've beaten that one to death uh, in terms of what it's like for Nixon Zell and how sad it is for him. But we do need to talk about, because this is a Cincinnati Reds podcast, the impact on the Reds. Um, it, it, there is an impact in that he's not going to get some uh, experience in the big leagues, what I would call low-pressure experience this year uh, in, a, in a lost season. And um, let's go ahead and, and tackle what uh, everyone seems to keep talking about, which is, well, at least this means the Reds will get another year of control, uh, of team control uh, on Nixon Zell at the back end of his arbitration years. What's your response to that, Jason? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Bob Castellini has... Absurd amounts of money. If he wants to sign Nixon Zell to an extension, he can sign Nixon Zell to an extension. Like, I, I just, I don't care. Like, I want to see the best players, and I want to see them now. The end. Yeah, I agree. You know, And it's easy for us to spend somebody else's money, but we're fans. We want to see the best players. And Nixon Zell is unquestionably already one of the best players. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, we've talked about spending money before. Like, I usually get up to Cincinnati for, for a few games every year. I haven't been up yet this year. Mm-hmm. If the Reds were tearing it up, I probably would have. Yeah. I'll be up before the year's out. I won't go a year without seeing any games, but I would have been there more if they'd been good. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I wasn't really sure I was going to say this publicly, but we got a big book signing coming up uh, 
Saturday at the Reds Hall of Fame. I was going to talk about that publicly, certainly, because I want everybody to show up at the Reds Hall of Fame, 2 o'clock, 2 to 4, before the, before the game on Saturday, uh, June the 30th. Come see me and Chris Garber talking about the Big 50, the men and moments that made the Cincinnati Reds. Anyway, that plugs out of the way. And, uh, you know, I was planning on bringing the family. We are going to make a weekend, go to the Friday night game, Saturday, Saturday game, maybe at the Sunday afternoon game. I actually had talked about staying over to Monday, you know, um, catching at least two or three games and uh, just spending some time in Cincinnati. And, and I'm just, frankly, I don't have a whole lot of interest in uh, in giving Bob Castle any any more of my money than I have to. And until until it's been demonstrated to me that uh, the ownership and management's going to really make an effort to improve this team. And I, that's a cynical thing to say, but that's where I am as a fan right now. I can't deal with it. Well, the whole aspect of of playing games with like player control and such—I mean, that's that's cynical in the first place. Yes, but you know they, that's you know for all the talk of not running a team like a business, that's the only reason to do that is it, it's monetary. Sure, and that's that is it's by nature cynical. Um, you know, in terms of talking also about the other consequences for the Reds, it certainly gives them a little bit more time to figure out what to do with their infield situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, get a chance to, uh, frankly, I, I would have shed long here by the end of the season. Um, you get a chance to see what Dilson Herrera can do. Uh, certainly, I think long, he should have already been in AAA, and he certainly needs to be a September call-up, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, you know, maybe I Shed Long probably is going to be called up to Louisville any second. I mean, it's it's midseason anyway. There's there's suddenly a, a, a spot. Um, but, yeah, I would expect him to be up kind of any second. Yeah, but, again, just like Sinzel should have already been in Cincinnati, Long should have already been in AAA. Taylor yeah. Tramiel should have already been in AA. So I will, this is the one thing that I will say. Shed Long, yes, should have been in AAA because Nick Sinzel should have been in Cincinnati. But with Senzel and Herrera in AAA, there was nowhere for Shed Long to play. I I agree with that, but that's a that's a, a management problem, not having their resources uh, allocated correctly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I don't want Shed Long and Louisville sitting behind Herrera and and Senzel. Certainly, I agree. So, um, he should already be uh, on his way to to Louisville and, and I think by the end of the season he needs to be in Cincinnati presuming he performs at Louisville like we expect but you're right it's a little it's a chance to maybe sort out some of this uh and maybe a little bit less pressure I don't know actually I'm not sure that it changes the calculation on what you do with Scooter Jeanette at all no it shouldn't you know I was what I was about to say was I, I've been on the Scooter needs to play the outfield train for a while now and also I still kind of think he needs to be traded simply because of the contract situation and and because of where and the manner in which the Reds are deep, I don't I don't people are mad at me about it, but I I just don't see where it makes sense to hang on to him indefinitely. Um, I if they did, if they signed him and he was going to be a corner outfielder for the next four or five years, I wouldn't argue about it. But if I were in charge, it's not the decision I would make. What I will say is, given you know we've started to talk a lot about. Um, how the Reds are very strong in certain positions, namely second base and, you know, sort of by extension third base, because to some extent those two positions are interchangeable. Um, with Senzel down, you know, the, the Reds need to start thinking about making trades from strengths to, to shore, up, shore up weaknesses. Um, 
And I would really think, you know, you once had long in Cincinnati. I would really think about getting Dilson Herrera up, getting him some regular playing time, because he's been hitting very well in Louisville and is still only 24. And you can kind of then showcase him for some other teams at the major league level. And he could be an extremely valuable trade piece. Yeah, I'm okay with that. He's always been able to hit, and now it seems like for the first time since he's been with the Reds, and even before that, he he may be healthy. Yeah, I've, I've watched him play the field a bunch, and I've seen no errors. I mean, you know, I would say he's more a second baseman than a third baseman, just because just he doesn't have the arm for third. He's fine at third, but his arm isn't quite as accurate as you want in a third baseman. Um, and I've seen some throwing errors from him, but playing second base, he looks totally fine. He's, you know, he's, I would say, an above-average fielder at second, which he always has been. Um, and he's, again, is still, I mean, he's only like 14 or 15 months or something like that older than Nick Senzel. What, what do you think about, uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's hard to believe. Um, that's really hard to believe because he seems like he's been around and he, you know, he's been in the big leagues before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, he was in the majors when he was what, like 20. Yeah. Shed Long, uh, you know, back to him. I agree with you. I think that let's give uh, Herrera some time with Shed Long. I just really, I'm, I'm afraid. Well, not afraid, but I, I am going to presume here that Long's value to the Reds organization is probably going to be in trade. Um, you know, he's one of the better prospects in the organization, but he's a second baseman, and I just don't see how it shakes out for him as a second baseman. Now, I proposed a while back. Hey, why don't we try him in center field? Because I'm told he's athletic enough to play center field. That's not a position you can just, you know, overnight learn how to play well. But, you know, why couldn't we have him in uh, Louisville working on center field? I don't know. Um, but it's either it's either get a new position or be traded for Shed Long, I would think. And so, again, time to start making some of these decisions. Um, if you're going to trade him, let's trade him for something that can help the big league club fill in a hole. It is absolutely 100% time to start figuring this out. You know, the, the Shedlong and center field thing is interesting. So I'm sitting here looking at, at some various scouting reports because, you know, the one aspect of Taylor Trammell that people worry about is his arm, right? Right. Ricks is having a below average arm in center field. And Long, from what I can see, seems is I haven't seen him play at all, but is regarded as having a good arm. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, so then if you could have him in center – and then Trammell in one of the corner spots, and then Jesse Winker in the other corner spot, given what I know about Trammell and Long, you know, that would seem to be a pretty good defensive outfield. Those two, I think, could cover for any of Winker's shortcomings. Um, well, okay. you say it's time to start doing some of these things, but it's past time. Yeah. yeah some of these guys should have already been traded off. Some of these guys should, if the, if the Reds are serious about really trying to uh, rebuild um, and not just, you know, I don't know what they're doing. But, uh, you know, why aren't they – why wasn't uh, Senzel playing shortstop? Why hasn't Shed Long been, they've been trying him at other positions as well as uh, second base? I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why, what they're waiting on. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I will say – I'll say a couple things. One, like, as good as – as much as you're right that Long probably should already have been in AAA, Trammell for certain should already have been in AA. Yeah, it's ludicrous that he's still A-ball. He needs to be in AA now, and if he tears it up, he should be in Louisville. Um, let's, let's get him along. Let's, let's move him, uh, as long as he shows he can handle it. 
which he has uh, done at every which, level so far. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's, as you said, it's time for the rest to move. The one thing I will say is I still, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not done with Jose Pross at his shortstop yet. No, me either. I think he is right now for sure the best defensive option they have at shortstop. And he has been completely adequate with the bat this year. And also, he's only, like, what, 14 years old still? I mean, he's young. He's 11. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. He, he, for like an 11-year-old, he, no, he's really young. You know, he's, he's younger than Dilson Herrera. He's just a touch more than a year older than Nick Senzel. Like, and he's at that age where kind of a lot of shortstops in the past, you know, with, with similar makeup, makeups, have, have kind of grown as hitters just enough to all of a sudden go from being a borderline major leaguer to a, a, a good contributing player. Um, and I feel like, you know, we've started to see a little bit of that from him lately. Um, you know, his last, I think, calendar year of hitting really hasn't been, hasn't been that bad. He had a really rough start to the season last year, scuffled for really just a couple weeks this year at the start of the season. But as otherwise, he's for, it's been about a year now where he's been really a pretty solid major league hitter, which for a shortstop is about all you can ask. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's some pieces here, but it's time to start, uh, you know, filling in, filling in the uh, the gaps, I guess. And uh, that's that's what I'm hoping that the Reds can do uh, before next season. And I guess not having Sinzel around, or you know, the 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 upside is that they can sort of see what they have in some of these other guys. And, uh, you know, Parazza gets a little bit more of a – I would have been starting Nick Senzel at shortstop or moved Suarez to shortstop put Senzel at third in the big leagues and, you know, just uh, put them ahead of Parazza on the depth chart. I, and I think they should, have, they should have done that. But that's not because Parazza – I've given up on Parazza. I'm just saying they've got other guys they need to be uh, – It's time for the Reds to start rearranging things. Yeah. And not in a deck chairs on the Titanic kind of way. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah, no, it's time for them to set to commit to various players, you know, to oh, I, I'm just Scooter Jeanette, Alex Landino, Nick Senzel, Eugenio Suarez, Shed Long, Dilson Herrera. Those are six players right now who are average or better at second and third. You don't need that. <laughs> you can only play two of them. Right, you can only play two of them. And there certainly is a case for having a strong infield player on your bench, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Alex Blandino. Right. Um, but, you know, Scooter Jeanette either needs to be moved or traded because his weak spot is defense. Is defense. And, <clears throat> you know, probably the, shed, the same for, for Shed Long and Dilson Herrera, which is not a knock on them at all. You know, I'm sure that they would much rather be in organizations – with a clear path to the big leagues than blocked by like six other guys. Sure. Um, so it's time to, it's time to make that happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I would not be at all surprised if the Reds right now had like, yeah. Oh, for sure they do. I, I, I'm sorry. I just had to glance real quick. The Reds right now have, five or six guys 
who would be better at second than half of the teams in the in the major leagues have right now. Right now. Right now. Like, yeah. like unquestionably. Like, it's just, there is no question. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's time, Reds. Like, let's make some moves. There are some contenders out there who are weak where you are strong, and I'm sure they have some pitching. That's some right. So let's get something done. It's time. Now let's uh, swing back around to Nick Senzel because that's where we started. And this is the Nick Senzel Emergency Podcast. Um, how, and this is going to go back to something we talked about a moment ago, but I just wanted to put it in these terms because a bunch of people have asked me or have commented on, on Twitter to me. Uh, well, you know, okay, it's bad, but at least he's still going to be on track to be the starting starting in Cincinnati on opening day of 2019 and my response to every single one of those tweets has been there is absolutely zero chance even though he'll be one of the best players in the whole franchise there is zero chance Nixon Zell will be on Cincinnati's opening day roster in 2019 any comment on that Jason would you like to hear the script because I can tell you exactly what's going to be said well I I do want to hear what's going to be said and here's why I want to hear it because everything that the Reds say about this next year and they have to say something is going to be a complete and uh, just a, an utter falsehood. It's going to be a lie. Yeah, this is this is what's going to be said. <clears throat> so the AAA season starts about a week or so later than the major league season. So that they need two weeks of service time, right? Right. So Nixon Zell, let's presume he tears it up in the spring and people are ready. They're going to say, yeah, you know, we definitely see Nixon Zell up here soon. Um, we want to send him down to AAA just to make sure that, you know, he's prepared, you know, coming off the injury from last season. We feel like we want to get him just a little bit of time um, to get acclimated to regular game situations, and then we'll call it up. They'll pretend it's like this, like, sort of fake rehab thing, as though, you know, if Joey Votto or Eugenio Suarez were injured, that they would have a rehab at the beginning of the season in AAA, as though that's a real thing. Um, It's not. And then after a week or so of AAA games, the Reds will magically determine that he is ready and has shown that he's ready. And, oh, just by coincidence, he's gained an extra – the Reds have gained an extra year of service time, and then he'll be called up. Oh, hell, isn't that fortunate? Bob Castellini gets to save a little bit more money. Yeah. Um, it's a kid that should have been on the opening day roster this year. Yeah. And they're going to pretend like he's not ready for opening day next year. I'm, and here I am getting a little upset uh, over something that hasn't happened yet. I need to quit doing that. But it, it's going to happen. There's no chance he's going to be on the opening day roster. And you can make the business uh, argument yeah, that it's a good thing, but it's a terrible thing for Reds fans. And that's what we are, and that's who we're supposed to be speaking for. It's a terrible thing for Reds fans not to have the best players on the 25-man roster. I think I will say I think there is some chance he is on the opening day roster. I think there's zero chance. I, mean, I think there is a 25% chance. No, that, uh, I think the only chance is if there are real injury problems. I I think actually what it comes down to is how worried does ownership get about the goodwill of the franchise? <laughs> they've already lost that, my friend. Well, they have. When they've lost me and you, they've lost it. And they, they would go a long way toward rebuilding that if they came on day one of next season with a team that all of us thought could compete. And they didn't play any games. They just said, out of the gate, we're here and we're ready. That would go a long way. 
They could earn some of that back by going out and making some trades or signing a, a targeted free agent or two. Uh, hint, Manny Machado. And and then come in with Nixon Zell. If they did that, if they really sort of outlined, uh, did or followed the plan that I outlined in Cincinnati Magazine this week for the, the blueprint to be successful, if they followed that to a T, acquired some people, and uh, had Senzel in the opening day roster, they'd have me back in the fold. I mean, I'd be fully on board again because it shows a commitment to actually winning, which I've not seen. Uh, from this organization in a long, long time. Yeah. So, all right. Any other thoughts on Nick Senzel before we put this one to bed? I don't think so. I just hope that we get to see him in Cincinnati as soon as he's healthy and able. Ah, they'll keep him in Louisville, and then we'll, the Reds will eventually lose him in the Rule 5 draft. They'll just <laughs> keep him down for the rest of his career until they lose the rights to him. That seems to be what's going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. All right, uh, this has been an emergency edition of the podcast to discuss uh, Nick Senzel's season-ending injury and uh, yet another blow to a, a franchise into a city that is used to get having their sports teams deal them uh, deal them blows. Uh, we'll be back with a regular edition of the Red Lake Nation Radio podcast soon. Be sure to tell all your friends about it, rate and review us at uh, iTunes. You can find us everywhere you find your podcasts. If you like us, talk about us. If you don't like us, keep your mouth shut. Jason and I, Jason Linden and Chad Dotson, we're both on Twitter. You can find us there. At Red Leg Nation is uh, Red Leg Nation's Twitter account. And then RedLegNation.com, where we're talking about the Cincinnati Reds, for better or for worse, usually worse, every single day. Jason, great talking to you again, buddy. Great talking to you, Chad. It was great talking to me. For Jason Linden and Lisalberto Bonilla, this is Chad Dotson saying so long, everyone. Thanks for listening to Red Leg Nation Radio from RedLegNation.com. Subscribe to Red Leg Nation Radio on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. And join us for discussion of all things Reds at RedLegNation.com. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.